Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangs on a tree. And we've been studying how the curse came into this planet. We said that the curse affected all the earth, not just the ground, but all the earth. Everything was affected by it. All of the creation was affected by it. According to Romans chapter 8, verses 21 and 22, Romans 5.12 says that death entered by the sin of the first man, Adam. And God said to Adam and Eve in Genesis chapter 2 and verse 16 and 17, I command you. He gave them a commandment not to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because he said, if you do that, in the day that you do that, now we're talking about the literal translation from the Hebrew, and a lot of cross-references will have it as well. In dying, you will die. In other words, in dying spiritually, then you'll die physically. And what God was telling them was, if you disobey my command, death will enter into all realms in your life. Now, that was not just a warning. It was a command of God, and it was a revelation. They shouldn't do it, but they did it. You know the story from Genesis chapter 3 and how they disobeyed God. And God said, because you've done what I commanded you not to do, because you've eaten of the tree I told you, don't eat. I commanded you not to eat from that tree. Then God said to Adam, Adam, now because of that, Cursed is the whole inhabited earth, as we told you the Hebrew says, because of you, because of what you've done. So Adam opened the door to death. This is important. God said death in all realms would come if his command was not obeyed. In 3.17 of the book of Genesis, chapter 3, verse 17, it talks to us about this command, and he calls this death in all realms, he calls it the curse. Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 talks about him who had the authority or the power of death. And it identifies this being as being the devil. So if death or the authority of death is of the devil, and God said death in all realms will enter if you disobey me, so that means that Satan gained entrance into the planet, death entered into the planet, and we saw that the death in all realms was called by God the curse. So what does that tell you? Well, that tells you that that curse can definitely not be from God. It came and it is authored by Satan. Now this, I know, it goes contrary to a lot of things that people have thought, but I don't care what people think. <laughs> if it doesn't line up with the word. I'm just telling you the truth. If it doesn't line up with the word, then I really don't care what anybody thinks. The word is what we need to think, and that's what we need to believe. And I've just showed you from the word. Now, Jesus said, the thief, which is the devil, comes not but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. And we saw that destroyer, is one of the names of Satan. And then we also saw 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 5 that says that turn this person over to Satan, talking about somebody that was living in sin, in open sin, 
turn them over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh. Now, if God's the one that's going around destroying people's flesh with sickness or disease or premature death or accidents, then why did not the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5 say, say, why didn't he say, now turn this guy over to God? Because God's not the destroyer of the flesh. He said, turn him over to Satan, the destroyer of the flesh. And I told you that from Revelations chapter 9, verse 11, that we find out that Satan is called simply the destroyer. Then we also saw that when death and hell, or Hades, when death, hell, and Satan, when they're thrown into the lake of fire at the end, after the millennial reign of Christ, they're thrown into the lake of fire, then it says immediately after that, now that's in chapter 20 of the book of Revelation, verse 14. Well, if you go back in here, you'll see that Satan was also cast into the lake of fire. But I'm not going to read all that. But chapter 21, we said, it said that God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death. Why not? Well, because death and hell, Hades, the devil, they're all thrown into the lake of fire. Once you remove Satan from human contact, death is removed from human contact. And it says there shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things are passed away. See, all of those things came in with death, came in with the curse. And you go over to chapter 22 of the book of Revelation, and verse 3, and it says, There shall be no more curse. You remove death, you remove the curse, as we've already seen from the book of Genesis. Now, this is extremely important that you get this. Until the time that Satan and death and the curse are cast into the lake of fire, until that time the curse will continue to exist on the earth. But we just read at the beginning of this study, Christ has redeemed us from the curse. Now, all of this brings us to a few very important conclusions that I'm going to give to you because you need to establish this in your thinking. Ignorance of what I'm getting ready to, what I've just showed you and taught you and have been teaching you is the reason that people continue in sickness and disease. Some die prematurely. Some are poverty stricken when there's no need to, when the Lord delivered us from this curse that came into the earth. But all that I've said brings us number one. The first conclusion is that the curse cannot be the will of God for us. Try that on for size. Say that with your mouth. The curse is not the will of God for me. Say it with your mouth. I'm saying it right now. The curse is not the will of God for me. Now, this should be obvious. The curse came in because of the devil, because of sin. Well, if sin's not the will of God for you, then death can't be the will of God for you. And somebody said, oh, wait a minute now. You mean to tell me that we can live forever? Oh, yeah. Jesus said you can live forever. Now, I understand you're not going to live in your body forever because your body has been touched by death. And until the time of the resurrection, you're going to have to stand on the word and believe God for your health and for your divine protection because we're still in a world that's that there's a curse that that is pervasive in the world. But even though we're in the world, 
Thank God we're not of the world. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we can live above the curse that's in the world because Jesus redeemed us from it. Now that's what we've been saying about it. But you have to get it in your spirit. The curse is not the will of God for his people. If the curse is ever the will of God, then why remove it? I mean, why would Jesus come and redeem us from the curse if it is ever the will of God. And you'll see, we'll see it in the word, that inside this curse was every hateful thing, every evil thing that you could imagine. Inside this curse was every sickness and every disease, every sickness and every disease. But the reason I said was is because it was, it was pronounced under the law if people would violate God's word, then this curse, if they disobey God and wouldn't listen to him, then this curse would come. We have redemption from the curse and we have a way out. Thank God we're redeemed from the curse. And even if we sin, we don't have to suffer the consequences of the curse if we'll repent and we'll confess our sin of disobedience, then the blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness and the devil shouldn't be able to touch you. Now I say shouldn't, because even though that legally, if you stand in the blood, he shouldn't be able to touch you, it's going to take faith in our redemption. Now I'll, t I'll talk about that in the process of time. You're going to have to believe in our redemption. You can't believe that God wants you sick, and God wants you poor, and God wants you broke, and God wants you to have some accident that maybe it's the will of God, and we just never know, and uh, and maybe it's a blessing in disguise, and all this other foolishness that's a part of the tradition of men. If you think any of that, you'll never walk in your redemption, You'll even though it's been provided for, even though you may come to the Lord and repent of your sin, you still have to have faith in that redemption. You still have to walk in the covenant. You still have to believe God's word. And we'll talk more about that in the process of time. But like I said, the conclusion here is the curse can't be the will of God. Now, if the curse is ever God's will, why did not Jesus ever put the curse on anybody? Like I said, you'll see that under that curse, every sickness and every disease is under that. Poverty is under the curse. Premature death is under the curse. Oh yeah, we've been promised long life. Psalms 91, 16 says with long life, I will satisfy you. Long life is a part of our covenant. People that die young and die prematurely, that's not the will of God. The will of God is his word. What else is under that curse? Well, I told you famines, crop failures, slavery, in every form you can imagine and whatever you can imagine. Failure of all kind, everything that's evil on the earth. And when I say failure, I mean like business failure, marriage failure. All of that is under the curse. And it's all authored by the devil. But again, if the curse is ever God's will, why didn't Jesus ever put the curse on anybody? Why didn't he not make anybody sick? Why did he not make anybody poor? Why did he not kill somebody prematurely? 
He is the perfect will of God. He is the perfect purpose of God manifested in human flesh. The Bible says in John 1.14 that he is God manifested in the flesh. He was and is the image of the invisible God. He said in John chapter 14 and verse 9, He that has seen me has seen the Father. And in John chapter 5 and verse 30, He said he only came to do the will of his Father. And what do we see him doing? We see him healing the sick, casting out demons, providing, giving to the poor, ministering to the needy. We see him ministering the power of the Spirit. John chapter 5 verse 19 says he only did that which he first saw his Father do. This is the conclusion. Glory to God. That The curse, it's impossible for it to be the will of God. Now, that's number one conclusion you can come to from what we've been studying. Number two is that the curse was the direct result of disobedience to the command of God. Now, we saw that in Genesis chapter 2. God commanded, if you disobey me, in dying you're going to die. And then, because you didn't do what I commanded you, God said in chapter 3, verse 17, the curse has been released in the earth. This is exactly what God says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now, I'm going to read it to you. We're going to come back to this over and over again because people need to get this. I didn't write the Bible, thank God. I'm only reporting it. Verse 15, Deuteronomy 28, it shall come to pass if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come, come upon you and overtake you. Here you have a catalog of the curses. The curse is outlined clearly. It's it's cataloged here in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 15 through 68, the end of the chapter. But notice it says, you don't do what I tell you, and then this curse will come on you. See, the curse was the direct result of disobedience to the command of God. It is always associated with sin, rebellion, and disobedience in the scriptures. It is not for the righteous, those that serve the Lord, those that are faithful to him. So you can come to that that conclusion from what we've been studying. Number three, again, the curse cannot be the will of God because Jesus redeemed us from the curse. Now, here's another scripture. Now, now, we saw clearly death, and God called it death in all realms. God called it the curse. We saw that the one that had the authority or the power of death was the devil. So, look at this scripture. 1 John chapter 3. These are very important scriptures to establish this in your thinking so that you have no doubt where it comes from, and you have no doubt of what it means when it says Christ has redeemed us from the curse. First John chapter 3, verse 8. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. Now watch this. Verse 8, First John chapter 3. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might undo or destroy the works of the devil. 
Well, what are his works? The curse. Everything that steals, kills, and destroys. Jesus came to redeem us from the curse. He came to do this for us. Go to Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. Again, these are conclusions that you can come to based on what we have been studying. Acts chapter 10. This is a summary of the Apostle Peter of the ministry of Jesus. Verse 38, Acts chapter 10. I've said it a few times. I want you to get it. Go to your Bible and read it whenever you can. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Now, why was he anointed with the Holy Spirit and power? Here it tells you, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. Not oppressed by God, oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. Now notice, all that Jesus healed were oppressed by the devil. Not one of them was oppressed by God. So the curse cannot be the will of God, because Jesus redeemed us from the curse, and Jesus healed all that were oppressed by the devil. No sick person Jesus healed was ever oppressed by God. That means that the oppressor is the devil. If Jesus redeemed us from the curse, then it is impossible that the curse is the work of God. Amen.